0: Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series dedicated to helping all of us talk more openly about money. Each show features a special guest who will share with you one of their favorite money myths. Then together we'll discuss how to bust that myth wide open. My name is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury and I am your host. My company is KBK Wealth Connection and it's committed to helping women, couples, families, and their financial team shatter money taboos, and learn how to more effectively talk about money matters. Today, it is my honor to be joined by Eleanor Beaton. Eleanor is the founder of Fierce Feminine Leadership. She's an award-winning journalist, speaker, and women's leadership coach. She uh, currently serves on an eight-member global advisory council for the visiting executive exchange program for the women at Yale University. She has worked with some of the country's most successful women in business and has been recognized by a best known business coach for women entrepreneurs, Allie Brown, as one to watch in the women's leadership space. Eleanor helps emerging and established women leaders step into their power, dial up their influencing skills, and take their seats at the table where the big decisions
1: get made.
0: That just makes me all excited. So welcome, Eleanor, to the program.
1: Thank you, I'm so delighted to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, we connected in a very um, interesting way in that we were both somewhat connected to a bank up in Canada, and then uh, over time have had a chance to have some good conversations. And so when we were chatting, one of the myths that came up that I thought would be really good for us to explore, and it's so great that you're willing to do that, is the myth that you... um, Provided which is selling is undignified and certainly as a woman entrepreneur with over 20 years experience I can tell you at least in the beginning. It's a myth. I bought into Um, So why don't you tell people who are listening a little bit about what motivated you to pick that myth? um, And then we'll get we'll just kind of let the conversation roll from there
1: well Sales and marketing is one of the most important aspects in any business. And when I look at the statistics out there right now, for instance, you know women are starting more businesses than ever before. We're starting businesses at twice the rate of men. And yet, just 2% of women-owned businesses ever crack the seven-figure mark. Now I'm sure many of your listeners are aware of this. There's all kinds of reasons for that. The types of businesses we start and so on, But one of the things that I see in myself and also in the women entrepreneurs that I work with is um, this idea that It is undignified to sell, that it is somehow we are positioning ourselves as sort of money grubbing people if we go out there with intention to make an offer. And the reason that this is such an important money myth to bust for me is that, you know, in my case, as is, you know, as in the case of many women that I work with, we're in a position where, you know, it's critical in order to be able to scale your business and stop trading dollars for hours. It's not just about providing great value and providing great service and great products, which I know, you know, many women entrepreneurs are hugely committed to doing that. But in order to scale, you have to be able to turn your attention to really being able to properly market and sell your products and services. And if you have a belief or a myth that it's undignified to sell, it's going to stop you from doing that. So, you know, I have been in business for 13 years. And for, um, for a good eight years of that time, I was working as a consultant. And then, you know, I was working as a consultant for a lot of, you know, incredibly successful entrepreneurs and decided that I, too, wanted to create a business that could make money while I slept. I wanted to create a business that where I was not trading, you know, dollars for hours. And in order to do that, I had to be able to effectively communicate what I did and make offers, i.e. sell. And I came from a background where doing that was considered undignified. So that was something I really had to work through in order to take the next step in my business and in my life.
0: Well, I think what's so interesting, um, and one of the questions I want to follow up with you on, is the idea that, uh, you know, selling is undignified is a myth that that's out there, it's pervasive, it sounds like you've busted it through, and, and thank goodness you're helping other people bust through that myth. Um, but do you think there's a gender component to that particular myth? Do you think more women buy into this idea than men, or is it uh, an equal opportunity uh, problem?
1: I absolutely think that more women. Uh, you know, buy into this than men. Uh, and the reason, and, and I see this manifesting in all kinds of different ways, but for example, it's it can be challenging for women, and something that we wrestle with sometimes is being clear about what we want and asking for what we want. And at the end of the day, we have to ask, clearly ask for the sale. I mean, marketing 101, have a strong call to action, make that ask clearly. And so I think there's There's a lot of socialization for women that starts very young about not being, you know, not clearly stating what it is that we want. So while men, you know, some men have this problem, especially, you know, because this is a you know I have also seen this associated with education. So when, you know, what I have observed is that the more educated and, and the longer somebody has spent in the academic environment, I see a correlation between that and the and the the difficulty that they may have making that clear call to action, that clear offer. So I think this myth, A, is more pervasive for women, and I also have observed it to be more pervasive, particularly for highly educated women.
0: Interesting. I'm going to also add anyone who's in a helping profession, uh, having been uh, someone that came from the healthcare field and the counseling field, I think a lot of times selling is seen as evil and undignified and you know you shouldn't do it uh, when in fact the truth of the matter is we're selling ourselves all the time if we're going to be effective in this world. Um, So is there any way in which this myth actually helps people? Like usually when there's something we buy into at least in the short run it might help us out even if in the long run it shoots us in the foot. Any ideas how this myth might help people out?
1: I think that the myth helps people um, in a couple of ways. One is that, um, and, and I suppose this is like a this is like a cheating kind of a kind of an answer. To, to do, you know, as I said, so the key to really scaling your business is to is to really understand and be granular about the sales and marketing process. That is absolutely critical. If when we are in a state where we're buying into the myth that selling is undignified, um, we're not moving into the sales and marketing space with as much gusto and focus as we should, I suppose the help there is that it keeps us small and comfortable. So for instance, um, one of the biggest challenges that uh, entrepreneurs face is, is fast growth. And if you bust through the myth, that selling is undignified and really embrace your inner saleswoman, you know, and go out there and do that, you're putting yourself at the risk potentially of um, fast growth, which can present huge challenges to entrepreneurs. You know, I remember years ago speaking to a highly successful entrepreneur about, you know, who had seen massive year over year growth that was sort of in in like a thousand percentage points, huge growth. And I asked him, you know, how that was. And he said, you know, Eleanor basically traded one set of problems for another set of problems. So in that sense, it perhaps keeps your growth slower and more sustainable. And so it may be, you know, helpful in that part. The other part of it, and again, this is, you know, I I find that this, you're right on about the helping professions among people who are highly educated, what it does is that as soon as you start putting yourself out there and really selling, anytime you stand in the spotlight, you A, can attract wanted attention and B, you can attract unwanted attention in the form of criticism. And so um, I think that's another way that, that that buying into this myth that selling is undignified, not selling, not standing in the, in the spotlight can shield you from criticism. But I ask at what cost?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I also I feel like so many women and I know some men, but I think it's much more women struggle with the whole idea of success and playing it big and, you know, talking about it and actually doing it and tolerating what the feelings are that come with being successful. As crazy as that sounds can be really challenging. Um, So I'm wondering what kind of advice do you have for the people who are listening in that that currently buy into this myth, but are ready to start to let it go?
1: That's a great question. And so there are, um, there are a couple of things. The first, uh, so the first, um, piece is this a couple of years ago, a wonderful mentor said to me, you know, this is a woman who, uh, she started out actually in direct sales. She was an Avon lady. She ended up mortgaging her house, starting an audio visual business you know, taking it to 50 million a year in sales, selling it like just a massively successful entrepreneur. She said to me, Eleanor, if you want to scale and grow your business, you need to be spending at least 60% of your time in your business focused on sales and marketing. And so having that uh, percentage, having that ratio was very, very helpful to me. A, you know, given the source uh, and, and a wonderful, you know, woman in business, kind, helpful and also fiercely focused on sales and marketing. So knowing that 60% of your time should be focused on sales and marketing, and really ensuring that your services and products are getting to the people who need them most. So that was just a kind of a mindset shift that helped me. In terms of exploring the myth, I think that came from uh, from two separate things. Particularly for people who are in the helping profession or, or businesses are related to helping people. What we're often doing is monetizing a skill that we execute with unconscious competence. So I'm really good at doing X. I love to do it. So I start a business. I'm unconscious at the amount of skill required to actually do what I do well. So I may feel badly for taking money or taking commanding a premium price in order to do that. So I think just simply being aware that the fact that you're good at something and that it that it comes to you easily in no way diminishes the value of what you're bringing to the marketplace. The second part of that really comes from you know a sales mentor that I have worked with, a woman named Lisa Sassovich. She says it is what you want to do is look at it. What's important is to look at what you're doing as you know if I didn't make an offer. To help a woman step into her power, communicate with authority so that she can land that big promotion and lead the company and take the organization in a great direction. If I don't make an offer to her, if I know I can help her, then I'm doing her a disservice. I'm doing her team a disservice, her organization a disservice. And if you follow that line of reasoning, you know, humanity a disservice. And I think it is a disservice to humanity To hide our talents and our gifts and not to bring them out into the world. And if you're in business, the way that you bring it out into the world is via sales and marketing.
0: Well, and what you're saying is so true because if you're an entrepreneur, even a leader, but if you're an entrepreneur and your your business is your passion, there is a way in which it gets very confusing. And in order to be successful, you have to kind of push through the, I really enjoy this and I'm going to ask for money to be paid and compensated for this. And so that part of of what you're saying, I think really rings true, both with my personal experience as an entrepreneur, but also with the work that I've done with women around money. The idea that, I love that that you're saying the idea that even though it's something that you're unconsciously competent at, that there's still value. That makes so much sense. Um, And that I think is where often the struggle is. Sometimes people are better at selling products than selling services just for that reason.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I I see see that. that. I I see see that that all all the time.
0: time. And so it sounds like for you, you've pushed through this myth yourself. Uh, You help other women push through it. But it's you've mentioned a couple of different like mentors and key folks who have been in your life. Can you say a little bit about how you might find that helpful when you're trying to bust a money myth?
1: Absolutely, you know. There's a, a saying that a client said to me once. She said, "You know, healing happens in the spaces between people. Um, no one gets out of here alive." You know, so the idea is, is that the most profound lessons that I have learned, um, the most profound internal shifts that I have made, have come through the power of relationship. Um, You know, uh, I think you talk to any successful man or woman in business, and and I know that, you know, um, and and I suspect that you um, feel the same about this. There's what you do, there's sort of the the tactical side to business and to leadership, but the majority of success is mindset and it's internal. And so um, finding mentors, working with mentors, um, learning the stories of successful. Women, particularly for me, I'm really focused on, on, on finding and cultivating relationships with strong women mentors, um, you know, learning from their stories, seeing how they have tackled similar, you know, the, the similar myth and this, that, that selling is undignified. That has been critical to me. Because A, if I know that they've gone through the same thing and they battle it every day and I still, you know, it's not that the myth isn't there for me or that limiting belief doesn't exist. It's just that I, I notice it popping up. So I'll notice it popping up if I'm having a conversation with someone and I know that I can help them. And if I don't make that offer, if I don't say something, you know, I'll notice rather than, than just saying, of course, I would never make an offer. Sales are undignified. You know, now I say, oh, isn't that interesting? Here's that That myth again about selling being undignified and isn't it interesting how that myth is going to try to stop me from stepping outside my comfort zone and inviting this person to work with me i'm aware of it and i i say thanks but no thanks and i I make the offer anyway Um, having powerful mentors who are modeling the behavior that i want to that i want to you know create and embody has been really really important to me And hearing their stories of how they did it, you know, is is equally important.
0: And I think when it comes to any myth or limiting belief, it's so helpful to, first of all, know that powerful women such as yourself and your mentors and, um, you know, have that belief from time to time that there's nothing wrong with having it. It's really about then what do you do with it? And it sounds like for you, you kind of are able to notice it and then dismiss it. I often talk about with money Miss. Um, how do you reframe it to be something that's useful for you uh, as opposed to something that's, uh, you know, destructive? And so I know for me, and I don't know whether this is true for you, so tweak it for yourself, Eleanor, but often when I'm in that spot of, ooh, I don't know if I want to sell, you know, undignified or whatever word that I come up with, I-, I reframe it to selling is actually service. I'm offering a service. It's up to them. They can say yes or no and go from there. Is there a particular reframe you have that you find helpful that you can share?
1: Absolutely, and it's very similar to what you just shared, and, it, and it, I really do take it from, you know, my sales mentor, Lisa Sasevich, and it's it's a dis. If I know I can help this person, it's a disservice for me not to make an offer. Um, and then there's one more part of it, which is that, you know, I am in the space of women's leadership and, you know, of, of helping women own their ambition step into their power. Um, and, and so in order, if, if I'm going to encourage women to be bold, I must be bold. You know, I want to model as consistently as I can the behavior that, that they are coming to me to learn about. It's not just enough for me to teach about it. I must be it. So um, that's something that, you know, really encourages me. It's it's um, keeping in mind the women that I serve and making sure that I continue to model the behavior that we need. I mean, you know, if just 2% of women-owned businesses ever crack the seven-figure mark, I need to be modeling the behavior that gets us all there.
0: Absolutely, and that can be so helpful, and I do think that, that uh, our relationship orientation as women it can really help to know, okay, I'm a little uncomfortable, but for the women coming behind me or maybe special women in our lives, like I often think of my um, niece who's out in the working world right now and, you know, moving up the corporate ladder to think about, oh, if I can do this for her, uh, then it will have a trickle down effect. So that's a, that's a wonderful message and a, and a great reframe. I'm wondering where people can find out more about what you do, because in this short uh, Podcast. We're not able to cover all of what you do, and I know you also have a little bit of a special gift for anyone who's listening today as well. So, could you mention uh, where they can find you and and what's the offer you'd like to put
1: on the table? Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely. It, would it would be a disservice, a disservice not, not to, to. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I would be um, I would be delighted for, you know, people who are listening today, if there's something that I've said or the way that I've said it that resonates with you, come on over to EleanorBeaton.com. That's my online hub. You can um, watch some short training videos. You can learn more about me and my team and the, the Fierce Feminine Leadership Tribe. So that's EleanorBeaton.com. And, you know, one of the things that I have discovered and that I know to be true is that um, self-awareness is the foundation of leadership and that, you know, it's key when it comes to building a strong personal brand that leverages your strengths. It's really critical to kind of build up that emotional self-awareness, that that self-awareness of who we are and what it is that we have to bring to the table. And one of the things that I found is that It's actually common for uh, emerging women leaders to actually not be that clear on what are my strengths, um, what are my – we're often very aware of our weaknesses. So I created an assessment – The Fierce Feminine Leadership Assessment, and it's a a very short quiz that you can take that is very accurate in terms of helping you understand what are your strengths, so how can you build a brand around that in order to really unlock coveted opportunities, position yourself as an expert. You can find that quiz through my website, EleanorBeaton.com, or you can go directly to FierceFeminineQuiz.com. To take that brief quiz and really unlock um your strengths and how to leverage them
0: great and i have to tell everybody i did uh stumble upon actually that assessment and took it and it was right on the mark so it was really uh worth my time and it it, eleanor's not lying it was quick Um, So it's definitely uh, something worth checking out. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Eleanor. I really appreciated your insights and hope that maybe in the future you'll come back with another money myth that we can bust right through.
1: Well, I admire the work that you're doing in the world, and it's a real honor to be here with you and your community. So thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Breaking Money Silence. I'm Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert and author dedicated to getting people talking about money matters. For more information about my books, speaking and services, please visit my website at www.kbkwealthconnection.com. And until next time, remember, together we can break money silence.